I'm Lexi with Lexi's Healthy Dynamic Life and I'm so, so, so excited to be able to have a special guest on today's episode. I'd like to welcome Jillian Stenzel. Thank you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and go ahead and start telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm 29 years old. I'm a digital nomad, which means I work online mostly and I live everywhere. Previously, I was an English teacher in a few different countries. I'm addicted to travel and dance, healthy addictions only. <laughs> yeah, travel, dance, and the outdoors. I love writing and I got into raw foods maybe like between three and five years ago, I could say. Okay, cool. Thank you. And Jillian and I met at the Woodstock Fruit Festival last summer in August 2019. And we did the talent show dance together, yes. which was super awesome. Lexi is an awesome dancer. So and so is too. Jillian. <laughs> so tell us about your relationship with the Woodstock Fruit Festival and yeah. what it's done for you, what you've done for them. Cool. Sure. So I found out about Woodstock several years ago through social media and I've been subscribing to their newsletter for a while and they sent out one about almost a year ago that they were needing a content writer, social media manager. So since that's what I do, I applied because I thought, wow, it'd be so cool to actually be able to use my skills for something I'm really passionate about, which is raw foods. And yeah, it worked out. So I, I write um, I'm the person behind Woodstock, uh, Woodstock's Instagram and Facebook, and I write the newsletters, which you guys should subscribe to. <laughs> yes, totally. So, yeah. I love it. And so how did you come to choose your raw plant food diet? You said that started about three, five years ago. Yes. So I found out about raw foods through... Of course, the famous Fully Raw Christina. And I, I, she was the only raw foodist I knew about at all and, or was following on Instagram. I was into plant-based stuff for, for quite a while and had been going that direction for the past, I don't know, 12 years, gradually. And yeah, so I found out about raw foods and I was like, wow, it's possible to eat a diet of only raw foods. That's crazy, but cool. Sounds really healthy. And then in 2015, I was living in China at the time. So I had access to really great fruit coming up from South of China and Southeast Asia. And I was dancing a lot at a, a hip hop studio there. Uh, it was really fun. You know, I was also found, I think, freely the banana girl at the time. And so I was just kind of curious about how raw foods could help me have a lot of energy because I was also teaching full-time and freelancing and <laughs> busy dancing a lot. So I thought if I can add more fruits to my diet, how would that help my performance? So I had really great results from that. And it was just fun having access to that much fruit. I wasn't a raw vegan by any means, but I started adding way more fruit to my diet than I ever had before. And what I noticed from that was just more energy overall, better performance in the studio. And also I noticed that year that I didn't get a single cold, which I thought was interesting. So that was 2015. Then fast forward to 2017, 18. Yeah, I was still loving fruits, not a raw vegan by any means, but including more fruits in my diet. And I was living in Iraqi Kurdistan. 
So if you don't know, that's the northern Kurdish region of Iraq. It's actually a very safe place. <laughs> so I was living there as an English teacher and still eating a lot of fruit, but I wasn't in the tropics anymore. I was eating more of the local fare, which was a lot of rice with so much oil, I can't even <laughs> begin to describe. So a lot of rice and oil and heavier, heavier foods that were not so healthy. Still fruit, but also the, the local food as well. And uh, I started running into some health problems that were really scary to me. I think it was triggered a little bit by the environment. It was kind of stressful. It's a challenging place to live in some ways. So yeah, after about a year of being there and having had food poisoning a few times, so my gut lining was weaker. Yeah, that was from China too. I had food poisoning like three times there. So it, that definitely weakens your gut lining. And I just started having horrible, horrible digestion, like inexplicably bad digestion. And I couldn't really understand why because the people around me always regarded me as like, oh, you're one of those really healthy people. <laughs> and I felt good overall, but suddenly this digestion from hell just came upon me. Everything online said that I had IBS and I just I was like, I don't know what to do about this. I also started having horrible candida. Like I'm talking a three week long yeast infection it was dreadful. I had never had a yeast infection in my life. <laughs> and plus pair that with the horrible digestion, which, you know, candida and digestive problems do go together, I learned. So I was pretty desperate. And I was looking online about what I could do. And everything said the candida diet is what you need to follow. And so I said, okay, you know, there's a lot of reputable sources saying this candida is fed by sugar, so you need to cut out fruit, to my dismay. I, I loved fruit, you know, I, fruit had done a lot for me, and I didn't want to give it up, but I was just, you know, I couldn't keep going on like this, and um, I didn't want to go the medication route because I knew that wouldn't be a long-term solution. So I did what the people said. I cut out fruit, and I wanted to still stay vegan as best I could, so I was mostly eating steamed cabbage and a ton of coconut oil and just vegetables all day long. <laughs> I, I think I still managed to get enough calories with the coconut oil, but I felt terrible. I felt terrible. I did this for two to three weeks, still with no results. And just that I felt miserable and I was really grumpy with my students and I was not functioning. So, and then I just remembered, I was like, what about fully raw Christina? How does she eat all of these delicious fruit platters and seem so fine? Like how do all these raw vegans eat tons of fruit? Are they not just walking yeast infections? Like I don't get it. <laughs> and so I searched on YouTube, Candida raw vegan. And I saw a video from uh, Melissa Raimundi or Melissa Maris now and raw food romance on social media. She had a video about her experience with candida and raw, raw foods and how she kind of, I think, had a similar experience, tried the candida diet, didn't work. After eating a low-fat raw vegan diet, three days, her candida was gone. I was like, sold, I have nothing to lose, I'm gonna try it. The worst it can happen, that can happen is I still have the yeast infection. That's the worst that can happen. So yeah, it was about three or four days, about three or four days of lowering my fats, and eating raw fruits and vegetables, gone. And then within a week or two, my horrible digestive problems started to disappear, which was amazing because that was also interfering in my life in a myriad of ways, like 
I mean, the kind of bloating. I looked pregnant every night and I didn't know why. And it was so painful. So yeah, and that all started clearing up within a week or two. And not, not perfect, but like it just got better and better and better and better and better. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, the power of raw plant foods and totally. fruit specifically, you said, were yes. surprisingly able to heal your candida and your digestive yep. issues. So mm-hmm. congratulations. And I'm, not, I'm not the only one. Like if you go on YouTube, you'll find uh, people who have had, I think Chris Kendall also cured his candida from raw foods. And it, it really flipped everything I thought I knew on its head because, it, you know, everything out there says no sugar, no fruit. And then fruit saved me, specifically fruit with low fat. Low fat was another critical component there. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And we were talking earlier and you said that you kind of embarked on an accidental weight loss journey. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So as I discussed, you know, my reasons for trying raw foods had nothing to do with weight loss. Although I was living in Kurdistan for about a year, I was more sedentary there, not as many opportunities to exercise and the food. So I kind of gained, I put on about 15 pounds, which I had never really been someone who was prone to gaining weight. So it was surprising, but I still wasn't overweight and I didn't, it wasn't a huge priority to me. I just wanted to be healthy. So, but yeah, once I started eating raw foods and I have, I have a really big appetite. I always have. It was not that hard for me to eat enough on raw foods. For some people, it is hard to eat enough calories, but for me, it wasn't that hard because I love eating (laughs) and I ate a lot. I was eating more than I ever had (laughs) in cooked foods, but in, in raw food form, it felt like, and suddenly the weight started falling off. I didn't weigh myself at the beginning because weight loss wasn't my intention or expectation at all, but my partner lived in a different city than me. And when he would come and visit every other week, like every time he would say, wow, you lost weight. Wow, you're losing weight. Wow, you're still losing weight. So within, I don't know how how long because I wasn't really measuring it, but I think I lost at least 15 pounds, possibly 20 within, within three months without restricting my calories at all. I was eating a lot and enjoying what I was eating and I wasn't exercising any more than I had previously. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was cool. It was like, man, this is a really positive, unintended consequence. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that, was amazing. that you uh, ended up at your ideal body weight or your most comfortable body weight? Did you feel too thin? Did you feel like you still had more to go? There was a point, like a little bit at the beginning, when I lost maybe at least 20 pounds, I don't know. I wondered if I was getting a little bit too thin. I still, my BMI, I checked, it was still within a healthy range, but I just wasn't used to being that thin, I guess. Yeah. But actually I kind of leveled out a little bit, I think. And I started working out more and putting on more muscle very easily, by the way, very easy on raw foods to start looking lean and cut. So that was cool. Yeah. So I think I've stayed at my ideal weight mostly since maybe after the three months that I started. Because I think one thing that can happen, especially if you have digestive issues, when you first go raw, you can have some malabsorption going on. So you're not like absorbing all the nutrients that you need to be absorbing right at first. 
So I think that could have contributed to like rapid weight loss too. So then I thought, well, once I start absorbing the nutrients, am I just going to put all the weight back on? But I haven't. Even when I go kind of off raw foods, like now I'm probably 80 to 100% raw. But sometimes if I'm traveling, you know, it can be maybe 50%. I'm traveling a lot. <laughs> it has been extraordinarily easy for me to maintain my ideal weight. Awesome. With or without exercise. I love exercise, but with or without it, you know, it doesn't really change my weight that much. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. And what are some of the biggest effects that you notice when you're eating raw plant foods versus cooked foods? There are so many. It's hard to, it's hard to pick, but definitely the how I feel as soon as I wake up in the morning. Because sometimes I do eat cooked dinners, simple cooked dinners. And I will wake up not feeling as energized as, as the nights when I have a raw food dinner. And I've noticed something like when I open my eyes in the morning, I have the same level of energy until the moment I close my eyes at night. It's pretty incredible. Even through like the mid-afternoon slump, it doesn't phase me anymore. Like I don't need caffeine. I don't need tea. Almost, almost never do I want a cup of like caffeinated tea almost never. And I noticed that eating greens helps with that too, like regulating my energy throughout the day. So yeah, energy is a big one. My skin, my skin became so soft and like hydrated. This was another thing my boyfriend, you know, we would go two weeks without seeing each other. So he was a good measure of like what had changed because I see myself every day. I don't really know. And like he was always saying, wow, I swear you look younger this time. Like every time, like you're getting younger. And I would roll my eyes. I'm like, what do you want from me? Like, are you making this up? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was, that was amazing. And I had some compliments from friends as well. My skin was like glowing and I couldn't get that from cooked foods, which I should add. I was kind of a healthy plant-based person mostly for, for several years. And, you know, I was dairy-free, mostly gluten-free and plant-based. And the difference between that and raw foods was like huge. Dairy-free, gluten-free, plant-based could not get rid of my candida or my horrible, heal my horrible digestion, which I later found out was like the beginnings of an autoimmune disease. But raw foods has, raw foods has really taken everything in terms of healing, fitness, skin, and vibrance to another level. That's so inspiring. And so I get cool. thinking about it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's so exciting to be able to talk about it because, you know, not everybody wants to hear, <laughs> but when you get results, you get really excited and you want to talk about it. Totally. I get that. <laughs> talk yeah. about it ad nauseum to everyone I meet. For listeners out there who want to release excess weight, what advice would you give them? As far as focusing on weight loss itself, I would say, honestly, on raw foods, it's easier to undereat than it is to overeat. Maybe if you're careful about dried fruit, because dried fruit doesn't have any water content, so it can be very easy to eat a bunch of dried figs or dates and get a ton of calories and then you don't feel that good afterwards either. But if you eat foods that are not dehydrated, you stay more hydrated, which helps you like feel more satiated and yeah, you're less likely to overeat, I guess. Intermittent fasting is a great tool. I didn't do that. I only started experimenting with that in the last 4 or 5 months. I think it would be really beneficial for weight loss. However, especially when you start out with raw foods, it's hard to fit that much fiber in your stomach. So it might be easier to stick with at least three meals a day and a snack 
that's what I did for a year and a half, two years. Sometimes I still do that, but some type of fasting, if you could at least do like, you know, 12 or 13 hour fast and still get enough calories in for the day, because getting enough calories is important. That would be good. Last piece of advice, I guess, would be making sure that you get enough calories. Because what happens with some people who start out, if they don't monitor their calories or they don't really know what they're getting themselves into, they lose a bunch of weight really fast, but they're really calorie deficient. So then their cravings start taking over and they like kind of regress back and they, they go off the diet and they gain all the weight back really fast. But if you just make sure, focus on your health first. Make sure you're getting enough calories and getting enough of the right foods, which fruits and vegetables. Focus on that first. And I think that the weight loss will just come pretty naturally. And it's something that's sustainable. If you try to restrict in the beginning, I think it will come to bite you in the butt. Absolutely. And that was totally my experience too. I'm with you. I love to eat and I love to yeah. eat that. And that's what I love about raw foods is that when I made the transition to embark on my weight loss journey, mm. I ate whenever I was hungry and I ate until I was satisfied. And then yep. I ate two more bites just to make sure I was getting enough calories. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, going from a standard American diet or even a whole foods, plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free diet, it's still mm -hmm. higher in calories, right? When we're adding like oil and yes. all these things. So and lower in fiber. So you don't get that fullness as easily or as quickly. Totally. And intermittent fasting is such a good point. I actually have just recently been incorporating that into my life too. So that wasn't even something I thought about at first. Yeah, yeah. When I was losing weight. I just let myself eat Same. whenever I was hungry. <laughs> it's amazing. <But> it is. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. For someone that's interested and has done research on it and is practicing that already, it's totally something that you can yeah. integrate in your journey as mm -hmm. well. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. And are there any mistakes that you made along the way that you learned from? Yeah, or just kind of things that scared me at first. So one thing from asking around, I learned that maybe this is kind of common. The first few months I went raw, I noticed I lost a bit of hair and that really freaked me out. But I learned that that can come. A lot of times that happens if you make a drastic shift in your diet or you lose a bunch of weight really fast. So I was kind of concerned. I made sure I was getting 10% protein that helped. Some people think that that's not an issue, but I think that I wanted to try to get close to 10% just to be safe. So that may have helped too. But long story short, all of my hair came back. <laughs> like, you know, it's pretty full. So if you're eating enough calories, you're getting enough minerals from vegetables, you have a bit of hair loss, don't worry about it yet. Don't let that be the thing that makes you say, oh, I'm going back to, I don't want to do this anymore because mine came back within like a year and a half and it wasn't, the loss of the hair wasn't enough to like make me look different to anybody else. So that's one thing to be mindful of. Another thing that I would say was definitely a mistake. I did my research and due diligence. I read as much as I could, but I should have been more careful with dried fruit for my teeth. I was living in, you know, in Iraq and Iraqi dates are some of the best in the world and they're dirt cheap. So I was eating dates all the time and they were delicious, but I didn't realize that dates act like candy when, as far as your teeth are concerned, not, not maybe not your body, but like they get stuck in your teeth and they're kind of sticky and they act like candy. So I got a cavity for the first time in years and I was like, wow, what's going on? What have I done wrong? But it, I, I did some research and 
the dried fruit can really get stuck in there. So if you are going to eat dried fruit on this diet, I do sometimes, but I'm just more careful now after I eat it. I swish my mouth out with water, or if I have floss, I just go in and floss really quick. So I think that's important, actually. Some people are, who are fruitarian say that their teeth get better, and that may be true in terms of like you're healthier, you're absorbing more nutrients and minerals, perhaps. So maybe your teeth get better on, on the inside, but I think that not being careful with dried fruit was a, was a mistake for me. And also in terms of my teeth enamel, I felt like I lost a little. So definitely... Um, you know, by remineralizing toothpaste and make sure you're getting enough minerals in your diet from vegetables or, you know, get a, a green powder supplement like Daily Green Boost is really good. I love that. Or just, you know, make sure you have enough minerals. Some fruitarians say that's not a problem for them. I guess it depends on also what kind of fruit you have access to. So maybe if you're in the tropics, the fruit you can find more easily, easy access to organic fruit that ha it has grown in nutrient-rich soil. But for, for where I've been living, <laughs> really weird <laughs> corners of the world, that was not something I could keep track of. So getting enough vegetables was important. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And so where are you in the world right now? I am quarantined here in Madrid, <laughs> Spain. Yep, so. these are the COVID-19 times. <laughs> ah, yeah, Madrid was kind of hit particularly hard. So unfortunately, all the, all the parks are closed. Yeah, kind of in a concrete jungle, but Spanish people are pretty good-spirited about it, so that has helped. Yeah, and people not only in Madrid, but in many parts of the world are experiencing the same life of quarantine and so what have you done to cope with that what are your go-to foods are you able to get access to fresh and ripe and raw fruits and vegetables yes so as far as where i am there haven't been as many like insane hoarders as in the u.s <laughs> um so that hasn't been a problem but i've also heard that a lot of people in the U.S. say that fresh fruits and vegetables are still very available because it's not the thing that people are stocking up on. <laughs> so that's cool. If you want to be healthy, that's great for you. I've been able to access everything. I'd say a perk is that I've had more time to experiment. So I started experimenting with dehydrated treats now and again, which I don't really advise as your go-to when you're transitioning because they're even dehydrated raw foods are still raw but like they're not as hydrating and they're not as healing. But yeah, it's been fun. I made raw vegan banana cinnamon rolls. I juice every morning. So I take the juice pulp and I dehydrate crackers. Oh man, dehydrated crackers are great if you are transitioning and you miss the crunch, you know? You miss the crunch of like croutons on a salad or you miss that crunch that is associated with deep fried gluten stuff. <laughs> you can get it from dehydrating juice pulp crackers. Like there's tons of recipes online. It's very easy. And then plus you don't, you reduce your carbon footprint by not having food waste. Yeah, that's been fun. I've experimented with mono mealing more as well, just because why not? I have time. <laughs> so for me, being quarantined hasn't really made much of a difference in my diet at all. If anything, it's made it easier because, you know, I'm not tempted by, oh, let's go eat at this restaurant or let's have a gin and tonic. That hasn't been a temptation for me in quarantine. So yeah, totally. And what is your favorite mono meal at this time? One ingredient as a whole meal. Currently I'm mono mealing on a lot of like banana creations, <laughs> which is great. But when it's summer, definitely watermelon. I blend watermelon with a little bit of mint 
or honeydew or this other type of green melon they had in the Middle East. The name escapes me right now. Blending melon with ginger. Whoa. Green melon with ginger is like really good. I can eat a meal of that. And with, with maybe a couple lettuce leaves to help prevent the melon belly, that, that works really well. So cool. Good. Melons are my favorite for, for mono meals for sure. Yum. I'm dreaming of summer So do you have any resources or support that you would recommend for someone that wants to lose weight but might be thinking now isn't the right time with the quarantine or that they'd miss their guilty pleasure foods too much. Mm, right. Yeah, there's tons of great resources out there. I would say if you want someone who has good savory recipes and salads, definitely Alyssa, Raw Food Romance. She has awesome recipe books that you can buy and a lot of free recipes online that are really, they make you like salads. <laughs> and Chris Kendall, The Raw Advantage, has great recipes that are like twists on your cravings. So like curries, or I think he even has like raw vegan shepherd's pie and stuff. And I've made his curries before. They're really good. So if, if like savory cravings, Chris Kendall, you want to know how to make your salads better? Raw food romance. If you need inspiration, my favorite hands down is Tani Raw. I love her for inspiration and she shares recipes as well. And what really helped me was joining support groups on Facebook because I was an English teacher in Northern Kurdish Iraq. Like I was not around any raw vegans or any vegans actually. So watching YouTube every day made me feel like somebody out there understood what I was doing. And also the Facebook groups, it took me several months to think to do that, but there are tons of raw vegan Facebook groups. If you join like Woodstock Fruit Fest has one, UK Fruit Fest, there's tons of 801010 raw vegan groups that you can join. And that's a great place where you can learn from other people's experience or just post if you need support or you need someone's input on something. And some of the people in those groups have been long-term, like 10 year plus raw vegans. So that is a really great source of support. Reading resources, of course, 801010. One that I really love right now, I'm like halfway through it, is called Becoming Raw by Vasanto Melinda. I think I, I don't know. You can just search Becoming Raw. The authors did a great job of talking about the history of raw foods and a very balanced view about science. So if you are someone who's concerned about the science behind it, that book is full of gold. <laughs> Definitely 801010 starting out, read 801010. That was the first thing I did. Actually, when I was serious, I was like, I'm getting rid of my candida. I'm reading 801010 this weekend and next week I'm going raw. And that's what I did. So learn as much as you can. Make sure you get sunlight for vitamin D if you're plant-based. Make sure you're getting B12, taking B12 supplement. Don Bennett is another one online. He has great articles. There's tons of stuff online if you search. Make it your hobby. And trust me, once you start losing weight and you start feeling so good, it's not hard to research. You feel motivated to learn more and feel your best. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> totally. And for me, I actually read Fit for Life by Harvey and Marilyn. Oh, cool. That's what kickstarted my journey. And they're not a fruitarian book by any means, but that's what I got subliminally out of the book. Yeah, okay. Cool. You're right. You're totally right. Once I started seeing results, I became hooked and I looked up every book I could. And that's how I ended up finding 801010, which is my favorite book hands down at this point. So I yeah. love that you mentioned that. Cool. And yeah, like 
all of these free resources that you mentioned on YouTube, Facebook groups. I just wanted to let everyone know that I just created a new Facebook group called Eating Your Way to Weight Loss. So feel free to join that motivation, daily support tips, and focus on losing weight by eating raw and by eating a lot until you're satisfied. No restriction, no counting calories, all that good stuff. So, so glad that you mentioned all of that. Melissa's Raw Food Romance, Chris Kendall, The Raw Advantage, awesome source for recipes. I know you mentioned the shepherd's pie. He totally has that recipe linked on his Instagram under his link. So everyone should totally check that out. I love it. So much good inspiration. It was so, so cool to hear your story about eating raw foods for health and wellness and weight loss. And I know you mentioned briefly earlier in the interview that um, you can do this with or without movement, without exercise in your life. But you said that you do love to exercise. You have all this energy to exercise. What are your favorite ways to exercise or to move? Yeah, you definitely feel more of a desire to exercise when you have raw foods because of all the physical energy and quick recovery times from sore muscles. It's pretty magical. (laughs) My favorite ways to exercise, dance, love dance, urban, salsa, jazz, yoga, hiking whenever I can. Honestly, sometimes just walking, just walking and walking and walking, jogging occasionally, anything outdoors. I've always loved exercise, but it's, you know, it's worth noting that me being someone who always loved exercise didn't make a difference in my weight. I mean, barely. Maybe it gave me more muscle tone. Once I was raw, I could actually see the muscle tone. Whereas before, I was still exercising a lot and I was not overweight. My entire life, I've never been classified as overweight, active. I couldn't see my muscle definition at all. But once I went raw, it was very easy to get muscle, to to actually be able to see muscle definition. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I released 60 pounds overall, I thought, oh no, I lost all my muscle. But then as I did more research, I learned, hey, that that wasn't muscle. That was all of my fat stores in my muscle tissue because it didn't Mm -hmm. have anywhere else to go. So when I released the weight, I also felt like, oh my gosh, I'm so thin. And I did some strength training, right? Like simple, fun stuff that I like to do. I'm not really into like lifting weights repetitively. For some people, like my fiance, right? He's like totally into that. But like dancing and yoga and just hiking up the mountain. It's, mm-hmm. it's really important, in my opinion, to find something that you love to do. So that yes. movement is fun and totally a way to express all the energy that one has when eating raw foods. Yeah, that made me think also, like, I think generally, there's oftentimes this idea about choosing the right kind of exercise that's going to make you look the best and make you the most fit. But when you're eating raw foods, it kind of doesn't matter what exercise you do. Like the muscle definition comes very easily. So like you said, pick something you love because even if it doesn't sound like the most rigorous thing that's going to make you lose more weight or look better, you will by nature of combining whatever you do with raw foods. Yes. And I wanted to circle back to the place where we met at the Woodstock Fruit Festival. (laughs) It's such a magical experience, a magical place. I always call it to my friend's summer camp for adults, but it's really not even limited to adults. There's people of all ages. Yeah, last year had the most children, I think, of any year. There were the most people who had their kiddos with them, so. It was so cool. And not only did we have hip-hop dance classes that culminated in 
like a full production dance Super awesome. routine. There's also <laughs> scheduled and spontaneous ecstatic dance parties, yoga, mm -hmm. acro yoga. Do you want to talk any more about the Woodstock Fruit Festival, your experience? Yeah. The offer? Totally. So given that I was living in a weird corner of the world where there wasn't a vegan restaurant, for example, even, it was overwhelming to me, the idea that I could be in an environment where there were, you know, hundreds of other people who eat like this, that was mind-blowing. <laughs> and one thing with raw foods is you have a lot of food prep. You're making your food for yourself, especially me. I didn't have access to a vegan restaurant. Like, I didn't really, where I was living, there, that wasn't a choice. So I made everything for myself all the time. So it was so cool for one week. I didn't, I didn't prepare food. It was all there for me. And it was so easy. It's so easy to eat like this when you're surrounded by people who are eating the same way as you. So that was so, that was so cool. And even as someone who had been raw at that point, yeah, this year I had been raw for two years. It still felt like, wow, I got a lot out of this event, even though I had already been raw for two years. The event kind of gave me a big boost to, to stay, stay with it, improve my health even further. And the events are so amazing. Like when I heard about Woodstock years ago, I didn't realize just the details. It is all inclusive. Like all of the meals are included. All of the events are included. And there, I didn't realize how many events that there actually were. I think I counted and yoga classes throughout the course of the week. It was like over double it was in the 20s as far as like different types of yoga classes, meditation, um, jazz, hip hop, qigong, breath work, trail runs, hikes, the ropes course, like you said, summer camp for, for adults, music, crafting. There's like a special designated area with activities for children. There's a lake. You're on a lake. You get to sit on the grass when you eat your delicious meal every day and just see this gorgeous view. Music, it's quite unique in my opinion in that it's, it fuses elements of a festival and a retreat in one. So the, the spirit is very much that of a festival because you know there's maybe close to 600 people around you and there's music and there's lots of dancing and lots of fun. But at the same time, everything is included. You leave feeling restored, energized. You don't have to think about the food that you eat. It's just there. It's healthy. It's vibrant. It's abundant and varied. You can learn a lot from lectures and presentations and you can be in the best shape of your life after the week is over because there's just so much to do physically. It's so true. And I mean, we could probably talk about our experience at the Woodstock Group Festival for hours and hours and right. hours. <laughs> I know I do, but really the best way is to experience it for yourself. So yes, absolutely. Um, and there awesome. are other fruit festivals as well. Yeah. Um, here, who knows with everything with coronavirus, but in all future years, you know, there's Canada Fruit Fest, UK Fruit Fest, Dutch Fruit Fest. Woodstock is the oldest and largest one at this point if you're in, in the United States. But maybe if you're not in the United States, you know, there's other stuff. In Southeast Asia, there are Fruit Lux. And I think there are small fruit festivals there as well that I'm just not as aware of. But being able to tap into a community like that and see how many people are thriving and actually meet them face to face is a very, very powerful incentive to inspire you to stay with it. Absolutely. It certainly elevated my spirits just to be surrounded by all that excitement and enthusiasm and just energy everywhere. Yeah. 
So, so much energy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no alcohol, not a drop of alcohol. And people are just like, it's the craziest dance party you can, you can imagine party. at the dirt. Yeah. The durian dance party. And it's a, it's incredible. Like the people are very open-minded, open-hearted. No, there's no judgment. People are so, so kind. And uh, yeah, you just feel pretty comfortable, I would say, the whole time. And people that come to the Woodstock Food Festival are at all different points in their life, all different stages. Some people go and haven't even experienced life on a raw plant food diet before and decide to try it the first time. Some people have been doing it for over 20 years. It's really everything Mm -hmm. in between. And some people aren't even vegan. I always like to try and remind people, like, you don't have to be a vegan to attend this festival. Just like, like fruit at all and come. (laughs) That's all you need to be. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so worth it. And for a hundred dollars off, if you're a new attendee, you can use my code fruitful and definitely look forward to meeting you there. I'm looking forward to seeing Jillian again there and all of our friends. Me too. More, more talent show dances. Oh yeah. (laughs) So before we part ways, I just wanted to ask you if you have any last words of wisdom or perhaps an inspirational quote you would like to share. Sure. Okay. Inspirational wisdom or just, you know, one thing that I didn't mention, I guess, is (laughs) I was dealing with autoimmune symptoms and later have my blood tested for Hashimoto's thyroiditis which is interesting because like my symptoms are, have been disappearing completely over the last two and a half years. So if you are someone that struggles with an autoimmune condition, there are other people out there like me and also Tani Raw, Texas Fruitarian, I think is her Instagram handle, and just other people you'll encounter in the community. We're dealing with autoimmune issues and they just, the symptoms just go away. I asked her, I was like, why don't I never get sick? I've had two colds in five years. Like how does my blood test still show that I have these levels? And she said, well, you know, you probably had higher levels of these antibodies years ago before you knew, but now all of your symptoms are gone and you're healing. And it's probably because of your diet. That's a large part of it. So if you have any autoimmune conditions, try this diet. That is one piece of encouragement. The other would be a quote that I love. <laughs> it's very simple from Tani Raw. She says in her amazing Southern accent that I can't recreate very well, if you want different, you got to do different. <laughs> and it's so simple, but it's kind of profound because sometimes you think like, oh, I don't want this autoimmune disease. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to have to do this. I don't want to And it's like, okay, if you are in a, in a poor state of health and you want to be in a very different state of health, what makes you think that you can get that without doing very different things? If you want a very different result in your highest level of health, then you got to do something different. It's very simple, but it's a good reminder when it, in the beginning, if I felt like a victim, like, oh, this is hard. Well, do you want the change or not? And if you, if you want the change enough and you can acknowledge that you're worth it and you deserve it, yeah, just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jillian. It's been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. The pleasure is is all mine. This has been really lovely for me to be able to share my experience. So I appreciate you having me here. I appreciate you. And thank you to everyone who listened to our episode. And I hope everyone has a happy, healthy, and dynamic day.